Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Be The Man podcast. My name is Eli Tilly, and I am just super excited to be sharing with you guys today. It has been a very busy week in the ministry, and I am just super blessed to be right here where I am, just getting to minister with you guys. Pastor Stacy is uh, out doing a lot of different things in the ministry this week, so he gave me the green light to go ahead and try to minister to you guys today on this podcast. I definitely counted a blessing and a joy to be doing what I'm doing. And I hope that this podcast can be a help to you um, throughout the, the, the ministry of what this podcast does and through the efforts that we do with this. The main goal is to... Um, help you become a, a better man in Christ and to help you become a better leader in ministry. Uh, our job description is laid out in Ephesians chapter 5. Um, Paul lays it out to us talking about how we are to love our wives as Christ has loved the church. And I think that we, we do a lot of, uh, we definitely focus a lot on the marital aspect of being the man. But what I want to look at today is something that um, definitely has been a, a big key in my life, and I think it can be a, a great help for you guys too as we walk into this this way of ministry together. So, um, without further ado, I want to kind of hop into this and talk about what it means to have a faith that works. Um, you guys probably know the particular passage I'm going to reference. Um, it's out of the book of James. Um, in this particular passage, he talks about how a faith without works is dead, and a lot of men in today's day and age, especially in my generation, let's just face it, uh, are they, they? We can be a lazy generation. We don't like to work. They, they, we get this instant gratification that is delivered to us through this, this, our phones and through social media and through the ways of the world. And I think it's important for us as men to just as we talked about uh as Gordon did so well last week in the the experience podcast talking about being patient, being diligent and sticking with something and there's honor in sticking with something just like Gordon has stuck with his job for so many years and has been with his marital been with his wife and marriage for over 50 years. So there's a lot of honor in those kinds of things and sticking to something and working hard and being diligent. <clears throat> but I also think there's something that is missed in a lot of men's lives today. And that is the idea of just working hard and doing something that is worth working for. Um, I think there's a, there's a, a big, there's a big uh, motto out there for, for us as, um, as, as men that we are to be the head honcho, as we are to be this, this manly man, as we are to be th this ruler, as we're supposed to lord over. That's, that's not the case at all. Our job is to love as Christ loved. Our job is to give of ourselves as Christ gave of himself and to ultimately follow after what he has told us to do all throughout his word. And one of those things, one of those key things, is to have a faith that works, a faith that proves itself over and over again. I've got the privilege of sharing with the students in at Trinity of Fairview um, for the past year or so. I, I've been the youth pastor, uh, started as an interim, and then kind of came on full-time this year. And we've been going through a study through the book of Hebrews um, recently. And one of the great things that Hebrews talks about is this idea of faith. Um, in Hebrews <clears throat> chapter 1 and 2, it talks about how we can't ignore Jesus, how we have to pay attention to the glory of who Jesus Christ is. And then going through the rest of the book, it talks about the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, those kinds of things. And then eventually, it gets to that hall of faith, if you will, the heroes of faith later on in Hebrews chapter 10 and 11, talking about these great patriarchs and these people of faith, these men and women who 
exercise this faith that was so impossible for us to even fathom and their faith was alive their faith was their faith was working and they had faith that worked so that's kind of what I want to talk about today is James chapter 2 and I want to give us five things that we can work towards as men and how we can work towards this idea of faith that works so let's read I want to read this passage to us um, I'm in the King James and James chapter 2 and we're going to be looking at verse 14 through 17 about faith without works. So it says, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one say unto him, Depart in peace, ye, uh, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. So, Yea, a man say, this is verse 18, Thou hast faith, I have works, and show me the faith without works, and I will show you uh, my faith but by my works. So this is a pivotal path, uh, passage in, in our Christian faith, just in general, about what it means to practice our faith and live it out practically. I love how Pastor Stacy always gives us a practical application in the Be The Man podcast. And I think that's one of the things that I have tried to focus on in my life is implementing some of these principles into a very practical way. So that's what I want to do today. I want to give us five ways that we can live out our faith and we can live an authentic faith. And it's all about putting our beliefs into action, how we can implement these things we talked about over the past year of this Be The Man podcast. We've given you principle after principle of, of encouragement after encouragement. And I think those are awesome and I hope we can hold on to those. And I hope that you can go back and reference those. But what I kind of want to do today is if you take all of those things that we learned about in, in the very first parts of the Be The Man podcast of compassion, of balance, of, of being a godly man, of being upright, of being a, um, a, a thoughtful man, of being a loving man, of a provider, a forgiving man, all of these things, I want to figure out how we can take all of those and put them into some, some five key practical ways that we can take this and put it into our lives and implement it. So like I said, uh, a lot of what we talk about is this idea of being a husband and how Christ gave his life for his bride, the church, and how we are to model that as Christians in, in today's day and age. And that is definitely a huge aspect of, of Christianity is we are called to um, be godly husbands. But I think there's another aspect of it that I want to pivot to just for a moment of just being a godly man, of just being a, a godly individual, of being an upright, of being a respectful man. And I have, like I said, with the privilege of being with students, I've gotten to see a lot of students in different walks of life. And no matter what their walk of life is, I've always noticed that there's one key thing that they sometimes have missed in their life just growing up. And I think one of these things that I grew up with and I was blessed to grow up with, but the world just now has kind of twisted things, is in the school systems, you're not taught respect. You're not taught this general rule of thumb of just respect the people that you are under. Respect the people that are in authority over you. And I try to pour that into the students as much as I can and say, hey, these are how this these are people are wise, they have they have good things to say, and being a respectful man goes in, in volume speaks volumes to your character. And being an upright man, standing for the things standing up for things that are right, and being a, a practical man, being a uh, loving man. These are things that I want to encourage you along with that I try to implement on a daily basis. And I'll give you some things that I do. 
but I also want to be able to give you some general practical things that you can do. So five things quickly um, that I, I found out of this this book in James, and that um, I was I was doing a little bit of, of thinking and praying about this, and these are the things that I came up with um, that I want to give to you guys today. Number one is serve others. Uh, look for opportunities to serve those in need, whether uh, through volunteering, just random acts of kindness, uh, or supporting charitable causes, those kinds of things. Uh, we've talked about tithing in the Be The Man podcast before. Um, it's what we're called to do, give 10% of what we earn. That's that's what we're called to do in, in tithing. Um, <clears throat> and that's definitely serving your local church, and that's part of our job description. But I think it goes another step beyond that in sacrificially giving things, giving of our time to other people. Servant leadership is something that is widely missed amongst men today, is giving up something to help someone else. And like I said, just some, some simple things, volunteering. There are so many ways that you can get involved at Trinity of Fairview. We have many different ministries in which you can serve, in which you can give back to the community, and you can serve and give back to the Lord. And we have the food pantry. We have men's ministry. We have, like in, my, in the student ministry that I oversee, we have preteen ministry. We have grief share. We have wellness ministry. There's so many ways that you could get involved and serve the local church body and serve the Lord in doing that. And serving others, random acts of kindness. Like I said, there is a principle of being a man that rejects passivity. Of you see a need, you go help out in whatever way you can. As a man, one of my job descriptions, one of the things that I feel burdened for is helping other people. Seeing somebody in need, seeing a dear brother or sister in need that needs help, that is struggling with something, or that may need, even if it's physical help, maybe there's somebody that has fallen that can't get back up, or if there's somebody like, uh, this is a pretty practical thing, somebody that, an elderly person that needs help crossing the road, help that person cross the road. Somebody that's carrying something heavy, as a man, I want to be able to provide and help that person that is in need, that needs something from me. And I think it's just those simple things that can go a long way in supporting other people. Jesus Christ did that time after time again. He didn't just help the people that were in his same demographic or that were in his same economic status. He helped everyone, and he met people where they were at to be able to shine the light of Jesus Christ. And that's one of our job. That's that's one of the aspects that I want to be able to pour into you guys is serving others and serving the local church body and being a servant leader for Jesus Christ is huge. And I think it's widely missed. So I want you guys to try that. Serve. Get involved. Try to act out your faith by working and serving in whatever capacity that you are called to. And if you don't know how you're called to that, what what arena you might be in, you say, well, I don't know if I'm good at speaking to other people. I don't think I, maybe I'm not specifically called to preaching or singing in front of others or maybe whatever, then you can't, there are ways that we can help you and guide you into that and what the Lord might be calling you to do. Spiritual gift tests, maybe just having a simple conversation with a trusted pastor of how can I get involved? Well, let's figure out first what you are gifted at and what you're good with. The Lord has given us all gifts and there are ways that we can implement that. So that's number one is serving others. Number two is practice forgiveness. Extending grace and forgiveness to others just as God has forgiven us. I wrote this down. Let go of grudges and seek reconciliation. This is a hard topic for a lot of people. Forgiveness is one of those things that you you, you say, well, I can... I will I, I forgive and forget, you know, that, that these are the two hard things that I just can't seem to let go of because you just don't know what I what happened to me, Eli. You don't know what I have gone through. You don't know how that particular person has treated me. I can never forgive them for what they have done. 
Well, that's one of these things that I have, even in my own life, I have struggled with and I want to try to do better at every single day. And I think just the practical thing of in our minds, thinking about the forgiveness that's offered in Jesus Christ, of thinking, I'm a sinner that is so unworthy of anything that the Lord has to offer, yet he still loves me and he still forgave me, even for the the darkest of sins that are that exist on this earth. Of anything, any sin that was committed, the Lord died. And he sent his only son, Jesus, for us so we could have that eternal life with him and we could have that forgiveness that he offers. So practicing forgiveness, extending grace to others and forgiveness to others, it's a very hard concept, but there's something that is very mature and something that's wise about forgiving. There's something that's very mature and wise and respectful about reconciliation. The Bible talks about that too. If there's another brother that's that has you have a problem with, go to that brother and say, hey, I have an issue with something that you're doing or I have an issue with this particular thing. How can we work this out together? I can think of time after time in my life when I was, you know, in high school and even early in college, when there were people that I, I struggled to, to get along with or people that I had a disagreement with. And a lot of times I would just go, I feel like I would, I didn't know who to talk to about it. So I may go to talk to a pastor or go talk to a friend and say, I just don't agree with what that person is doing. And almost every time I asked somebody for a guidance on that, they said, go to that person, go to that brother. A very manly, a very wise and respectful thing to do is to go to that brother and say, hey, I have, it, I, have, I have a disagreement and I want to be able to work this out like men. I remember that passage me and my dad were talking about a couple weeks ago in uh, 1 Corinthians, talking about quit you like men. Basically, be bold, be strong, and be brave. Stand up for what's right, and what is right is practicing forgiveness, proving that you can be a forgiving man and not holding grudges. By you holding a grudge and by you continuing to hold something, you end up weighing yourself down and you continue to burden yourself with something that that other person probably forgotten about. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in the way that we can look at the way or we can we can think about our lives in the aspect of Jesus Christ. There's a lot of wisdom in just positioning our hearts towards reading the gospel and seeing what Jesus did for us, this forgiveness that we don't deserve is offered through him and we can practically implement that in our lives every day. So practicing forgiveness, a tough concept, but a very fruitful one. Don't hold on to these grudges and burdens. A lot of men try to ignore mental health and I am a mental health advocate. I think that our mental health is very important. The mind is a is is, is something that can be very tricked, something that can be very burdened and hurt. And if you don't practice good mental health strategies of things like forgiveness and reconciliation, then you will get yourself into a hole of anxiety and depression and fear and worry, and you'll continue to drive yourself down holding onto these burdens that you really just need to let go of and that are easy to let go of, especially if we practice that forgiveness like Christ gives us. So serve others, practice forgiveness. Thirdly is share your faith. Be bold in sharing your beliefs with others, whether through conversations, testimonies, or even with these social media platforms. I think about this Be The Man podcast. A great way for uh, us to, as at the Trinity, at Trinity of Fairview here is we like to hop on these podcasts and be able to give you these um, practical elements of life to, uh, like we said, share your faith. So being bold, Paul tells us this in Ephesians, how 
We are to be bold for the gospel, stand up for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And sharing your faith is something that I think a lot of people get in their minds of saying, well, I, I am not a an, an, an extrovert. I'm not the kind of person that is very good at sharing the gospel with other people. You think I'm just going to go up to a random stranger and say, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Well, if you resonate with that statement and you don't think that is you, that you are that kind of person that, that is going to go out and just uh, be an evangelist, well, that's okay. You can still share your faith and you can still share the gospel. And how do you do that? You might be wondering, well, what does that look like? Well, simply put, living like a Christian acting like a Christian, being different than what the world is trying to be. Don't conform to the things of the world. Don't be swayed by the winds of the doctrine, as the author of Hebrews write. Be firm, stand firm in the faith, and be a man of integrity. Be a man of diligence and say, I'm going to stand up for what's right, and people will notice that. I've had people ask me before, Eli, why you, you seem so relaxed, you seem so joyful, you seem that you seem at peace a lot. Why is that? Well, that is a perfect window of opportunity for me to share my faith. I had I didn't have to say anything about church. I didn't have to say anything about Jesus. I didn't have to like go up to them and be awkward and say something that was just so out of pocket that they didn't understand it. All I had to do was live out the faith that I have in Jesus and live out this this concept of of being a joyful man, being joyful for the Lord. And that opens up windows to share your faith. Testimonies you know, or another great way, anytime you have the opportunity to share your testimony with someone else, implement the gospel in it. Somebody says, hey, tell me your story or tell me how you tell me how you got to where you are now. Tell me about what who your family is or tell me about your life or your vocation or whatever. There are easy ways to implement the gospel into those things. A lot of times somebody asks me, what do you do for a living? And for me, I, you know, I can, it's, it's a simple thing for me to say I'm a student pastor and I can implement the gospel in that. But even if I don't even have to mention my vocation as a pastor, I can just say I get the opportunity to, to witness to others and to live out the example of a Christ follower every single day of my life by leading and guiding others in the way of the gospel. And you can apply that statement to any field of work. In mechanic work, I was a mechanic for a little bit, living out the gospel in that. Somebody say, well, how did you become a mechanic? Well, this is what the Lord has called me to do at this time, and this is how I got there. Or if you're in landscaping or business or healthcare or anything like that, you can implement Jesus Christ in any of those arenas. So testimonies are a great way. And like I said, even social media, this is a, social media is a, is a controversial tool. I think that people look at and say, well, social media is bad and it is horrible and it's um, it's destroying the, the future generations. And I think on the negative side, absolutely, there are things that are horrible about the Internet that social media brings. And it's definitely a, a workshop for the devil to get his hands on. But I think as Christians, if we can take this thing that is so turned around and skewed by the world and we can use it for good, then use it for this, the, 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 the spreading of the gospel then we can combat the, the enemy on that. We can combine our shields together just as the armor of God is supposed to in Ephesians chapter 6 and defend the enemy and be able to fight off the, the, the ways of the devil by using his own tool for the glory of God and saying, no, this social media, this 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 platform of the internet is not going to be used for as a devil's workshop or the playground for the enemy. This is going to be a place where Jesus Christ's name is made great and where the glory of God can be shown and the good news of the gospel can be expressed through any outlet. 
Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, podcasting, Spotify, whatever you have for your social media, filtering out your content and making it a Christ-like platform where you can engage with others for the gospel is one is one is a very essential way to share out your faith. So, <clears throat> moving on, number four, practicing gratitude. This is uh, something that that I think could be is a simple concept. But I think it's something that we could all work on and we could all work towards cultivating a heart of gratitude and thankfulness and recognizing God's blessings in your life and expressing gratitude to him and to others. A very practical way to do this is the song, count your blessings, name them one by one, count your many blessings and see what God has done. Just sitting down for a moment and reflecting on the goodness of God. I think one of the great ways that we can express our faith just to other people is by counting our blessings and by expressing to others that no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to praise the name of the Lord because of how many times he has blessed me. And you might say, well, Eli, that's hard for me to do because you don't know what I've been through. You don't know the bad things that's happened to me. You don't understand how horrible my life has been. And I can understand there are lots of things that people have been through that I can't even fathom going through. But one of the things that I can always tell people is that the Lord is going, the Lord has always been good and he always will be good to you as long as you are here on this earth, as long as you are a follower of him, and as long as you are worshiping him. He is honored by that. And at the end of the day, even when it feels like the world is crashing down around you, even when it feels like nothing is going right, you can at least give, you have a reason to praise the Lord. You have a reason to give him gratitude. And that one pure reason of gratitude is because he gave his life for you. He gave his life for us. For the, all the sins of the world, all we have to do is accept him as our Lord and Savior. So that's a way, that's a great thing that to be thankful for. That's a great way to, to, to bless the name of the Lord is to say, Lord, even when it feels like everything's going wrong, I have air in my lungs. I have a, a, a body, I have a beating heart, I have the, 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 the blood of Jesus Christ covering my life, and I can rejoice in that fact and be glad in all these things. And I can sit back and, and, and just be so emotional and blessed down to the, because I'm blessed down to the ground of all the things that the Lord's poured out into my life. And sometimes it just takes a moment for me to just sit back and be grateful because, oh my goodness, the, just the, the, the multitude of things that the Lord has provided are way more than I could even ask or imagine. And that's what he says. He will give provide us more than we could ask or imagine. And I think about the scripture, John 10, 10, of the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But that conjunction there is that Jesus came so we could have life and have it more abundantly. And oh my goodness, that is a great thing to be grateful for and to just say, Lord, thank you for giving me that life and giving me that life that, it, that you are offering that's more abundant than ever I could even ask or imagine. So that's the fourth thing, is practicing gratitude, just simple of, of, of being grateful, of being thankful, and to expressing your gratefulness to God and to other people. Telling somebody today that you're thankful for them. And then in the be the man aspect, go to your wife, go to your spouse and say, hey, I'm thankful for you, I love you, you're a blessing, and I'm grateful for you. That is a very practical thing you can do right now. You can do that while you're on this podcast. Pause it for a minute and say, hey, I'm thankful for you and I'm grateful for you. Give your praise to the Lord. Lord, I'm grateful and thankful for you. That's number four. The last one I want to leave you with is cultivating a prayer life. Develop a consistent, meaningful prayer life, seeking God's guidance, strength, and wisdom in all areas of your life. I think as men, 
in the world today, we are widely affected by so many different things. There are so many different pressures, so many distractions, so many arenas of our life we're being pulled in 90 million different directions. And cultivating a consistent and meaningful prayer life is something that I feel like is lost in our generation. And even in the, 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 the other gener all generations, this is a, a something that is not a practical thing that people live out. For, for me, this may not work for everyone, but this is just one of the ways I do it. Anytime I'm in the car, I will listen to the radio maybe for a minute, maybe try a podcast a little bit, but I take time to, I know I'm going to be in an extended car ride, I will take a few minutes to pray and have a meaningful structured prayer where I'm lifting up my petitions to the Lord, giving Him thanks, giving Him praise, confessing to Him, and giving Him thanks and asking for supplication and just talking to the Lord. Cultivating a prayer life is huge. There's so much power, there's so much honor, and there's so much wisdom in prayer, and there's so much there's so much reality in prayer. A lot of us oftentimes think that, well, my prayers aren't being heard. You don't understand because the prayer that I just lifted up, I prayed it so many times, and I don't feel like there's anything happening because of it. Well, sometimes the Lord chooses to answer the prayer on the 101st time that you pray it, but that is why prayer is so powerful and so necessary. There's so much power in prayer. There's so much power in your words. So cultivating a regular and meaningful prayer life where we seek God's wisdom and guidance is so crucial in today's world. And where the world is, is pulling at us, the enemy is pulling at us, the enemy is trying to win, he's turning truths upside down, we can combat that with prayer. Prayer is the armor that protects the armor of God. And I think it's very important and very crucial for us as men to protect our lives, protect our souls, and protect our families, protect our communities and our churches with the covering prayer. So cultivating a prayer life and developing a consistent and meaningful prayer life is my admonition to you in uh, this podcast today. So the five things to recap Number one, serving others, putting your faith into action, just as James chapter two said, putting your faith into action by serving others and serving the Lord through your works. Number two is practicing forgiveness, forgiving in all things, and understanding that it is a hard thing to do, but to practice forgiveness and extending grace to all. Number three, sharing your faith, living a bold life for Jesus Christ and saying, I'm going to live boldly for the gospel, proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ in my actions and in my words and my thoughts. Number four, practicing gratitude, extending a life and, and, and promoting a life of gratitude, uh, offering blessing to the Lord and, and thanking others, just as I said in that very practical way, telling somebody that you're thankful for them today and practicing gratitude. And lastly, cultivating a prayer life, extending a life of prayer that is very meaningful, that is very practical, and that is very consistent, is very important and crucial in our lives. So remember to live out an authentic faith, and that is a lifelong journey. It's about aligning your actions with beliefs and striving to reflect Christ's love in everything you do. I hope these suggestions help you today, and I hope these, these principles can resonate with you. And I hope that whatever you do today can all be done for the glory of God. Go out and love your wives today just as Christ has loved the church and love others. Be a man of integrity. Be a man of diligence. Be a man of gratitude, of forgiveness, of faith of prayer and of a diligence for the Lord Almighty. God is pleased when we serve him and the Lord deserves our praise, our glory and our, our and our honor towards him in all things. I love every one of you. I hope that you have uh, enjoyed this podcast and if you have, 
I pray that you will uh, continue to practice these things and live them out in your daily life. Share this with somebody else. Scroll down and hit the like button and share it out on uh, any of your uh, social media platforms. I would be honored and delighted to uh, have your attention um, just any other time we have a podcast. Every Monday, Be The Man Drops, and I hope that we will catch you next time. Pastor Stacy and I will be back here on the Be The Man podcast. I love you guys, and we will catch you later.